0: On Saturday in 2000, some unsuspecting moviegoers showed up at a suburban theater in Chicago to catch a 1.05 p.m. matinee of Mel Gibson's action flick, Payback. They were handed a soft drink and a free bucket of popcorn and were asked to stick around after the movie to answer a few questions about the concession stand. These movie fans were unwitting participants in a study of irrational eating behavior. There was something unusual about the popcorn they received. It was wretched. In fact, it had been carefully engineered to be wretched. It had been popped five days earlier and was so stale that it squeaked when you ate it. One moviegoer later compared it to styrofoam packing peanuts, and two others, forgetting that they'd received the popcorn for free, demanded their money back. Some of them got their free popcorn in a medium-sized bucket, and others got a large bucket, the sort of huge tub that looks like it might once have been an above-drawn swimming pool. Every person got a bucket, so there'd be no need to share. The researchers responsible for the study were interested in a simple question. Would the people with the bigger buckets eat more? Both buckets were so big that none of the moviegoers could finish their individual portions, so the actual research question was a bit more specific. Would somebody with a large inexhaustible supply of popcorn eat more than someone with a smaller inexhaustible supply? The sneaky researchers weighed the buckets before and after the movie, so they were able to measure precisely how much popcorn each person ate. The results were stunning. People with the large buckets ate 53% more popcorn than people with the medium size. That's the equivalent of 173 more calories and approximately 21 extra hand dips into the bucket. Brian Wansink, the author of the study, runs the Food and Brand Lab at Cornell University, and he described the results in his book, Mindless Eating. We've run other popcorn studies, and the results were always the same. However. We tweaked the details. It didn't matter if our moviegoers were in Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Iowa, and it didn't matter what kind of movie was showing. All of our popcorn studies led to the same conclusion. People eat more when you give them a bigger container. Period. No other theory explains the behavior. These people weren't eating for pleasure. The popcorn was so stale it squeaked. They weren't driven by a desire to finish their portion. Both buckets were too big to finish. It didn't matter whether they were hungry or full. The equation is unyielding. Bigger container equals more eating. Best of all, people refuse to believe the results. After the movie, the researchers told the moviegoers about the two bucket sizes and the findings of their past research. The researchers asked, Do you think you ate more because of the larger size? The majority scoffed at the idea, saying, Things like that don't trick me, or I'm pretty good at knowing when I'm full. Whoops. 2. Imagine that someone showed you the data from the popcorn-eating study but didn't mention the bucket sizes. On your data summary, you could quickly scan the results and see how much popcorn different people ate. Some people ate a little, some ate a lot, and some seemed to be testing the physical limits of the human stomach. Armed with a data set like that, you would find it easy to jump to conclusions. Some people are reasonable snackers, and others are big gluttons. A public health expert studying the data alongside you would likely get very worried about the gluttons. We need to motivate these people to adopt healthier snacking behaviors. Let's find ways to show them the health hazards of eating so much. But wait a second. If you want people to eat less popcorn, the solution is pretty simple. Give them smaller buckets. You don't have to worry about their knowledge or their attitudes. You can see how easy it would be to turn any easy change problem shrinking people's buckets, into a hard change problem, convincing people to think differently. And that's the first surprise about change. What looks like a people problem is often a situation problem.